0: You're listening to community-supported AkaVille Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at AkaVille.org. Accaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. At the top of the hour this hour, Take Six and Manhattan Transfer hit the road. Fire up Mecca for Moderns and turn on the standard. Longtime legendary vocal groups Manhattan Transfer and Take Six are going on tour together. Last year, the two groups put together a handful of shows they called The Summit, and it was so popular that they decided to launch a full-blown tour. With October dates in the eastern and southern U.S., followed by November dates in the Midwest and Rocky Mountains, there's a full calendar ahead. These groups have over 70 years of performances and recordings, 20 or more Grammy Awards, and great stage presence, so it's a show worth seeing. Get the info at either the Manhattan Transfer or Take Six websites.
1: Hello, acapellaites! Welcome to Tacapella. This is Acapella Radio's weekly radio show. I'm your host, John Lampus. Today, I am joined by the newest addition to the Acapella family, Lisa Hawkins.
2: Hello, John. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Lisa. How about yourself?
2: Doing good. A little sick, but hanging in there.
1: <laughs> okay, that's good. So for past listeners of the show, you might recognize Lisa's voice because she has she was on uh, episode four, which was super, super fun. We talked about group dynamics. And now Lisa has joined the Occaville family and also had a fun summer over singing in uh, Cape Cod, singing with cape harmony and that's kind of what we're going to discuss today is the ins and outs of a group like cape harmony and the unique situations that come with that as well as some other fun stuff and topics that that raises so lisa for those who don't know you super super well could you just give us a little background on your acapella career briefly and then also uh cape harmony
2: Yeah, so my name is Lisa Hawkins. I am currently living in Anchorage, Alaska. I just graduated from the University of Puget Sound, where I was in the acapella group Underground Sound. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and uh, I was the director of that group for about three years. And then um, my senior year, I auditioned for Cape Harmony. I just kind of found an ad on Facebook, actually and kind of just went for it, contacted them, had a video audition, and spent the summer in Cape Cod seeing acapella music professionally. It was amazing.
1: Oh my gosh, I want to do that. And there's a, I believe there is a tenor <laughs> bass equivalent, right? Hyannis Sound?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: I'm going to audition for them this year because I want to go hang out in Cape Cod. So, oh my
2: gosh, that's awesome.
1: That'd be, that'd be fun. So Lisa, could you describe exactly what Cape Harmony is? Because I think a lot of people just think, oh, okay, well, it's a, It's just a standard group, but the process of getting into Cape Harmony and also just its makeup overall and what kind of group it is is really unique. So if you could just give us a little uh, taste of that and tell us what it's about, because I think I understand it, but I probably don't.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So okay, I'll start from the beginning. Basically, they are a summer professional group, and what's so unique about them is it's ten girls from all around the U.S. and they all live in one house. Uh, Ten girls, one house. It's really fun what's going on <laughs> all the time <laughs> and we just we just go nonstop all summer and it was a really unique experience because summer acapella is such a different culture than a mm-hmm. like collegiate acapella or anything like that so that was really cool and their audition process is um you send in an audition video and if you uh make the cut you get a call back and then you have a they actually have a callback at Northeastern University, and they do like a live callback there. But I was so far away across the country that they did a video audition for me. Mm
1: -hmm. And where were a lot of these girls from? Were you the farthest away?
2: Oh, yeah. Whenever I said I was from Anchorage, Alaska, they're like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we introduce ourselves before um, each concert, Mm -hmm. and so you say your name and who you are or yeah. And where you're from. Mm -hmm. And every time I was here, Alaska, like the audience was like, Oh, Alaska. So (laughs) to be fair, I think that's what people do anyway.
1: When they hear someone's from Alaska.
2: Yeah. Especially on the East coast. I guess it's rare than, you know, being in Tacoma. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was really fun. And I had um, one of the girls was from Arizona. So I guess okay. that was the next, the furthest, next farthest.
1: Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So I'm curious, what was it like having, you know, so obviously you and I have both been in acapella groups extensively. I am auditioning a member for my group tomorrow and I met him in my class at CSU. And we've the people <laughs> that we have auditioned for our groups or that we scout out for our groups and choose. They are all within our school community and if from Mm -hmm. that area and they're in classes with us or they're part of that kind of little world but cape harmony is like throwing all of that out the window because it's just trying to find the best of the best from everywhere around the united states instead of just trying to pull from you know a campus of 2600 like ups you're pulling from the whole united states populace which is cool and incredibly daunting so i guess i'm just wondering more about like what it was like having girls from all over the place in terms of like perspectives, musical styles, and just how you create a group culture when there's not a, one, there's not like a university tying it together and there's not, we're not all living in the same area through the whole year. It's only three months.
2: Yeah, it was so unique. It was a really enlightening experience and it was so cool because the day we met, it was just like six hours of rehearsals right off the bat for Ooh. about four days straight and we called it Aka Boot camp camp. <laughs> It was no joke. And we just clicked so well, and we hit it off right off the bat. And uh, it was just, you kind of skip all of the formalities when you're just thrown into rehearsals like that. Hmm. And you're just, you're forced to just be so close to each other. Yeah. And um, that was really helpful to start off with. And so we got to know each other really well. And um, I was less culture shocked than I was expecting to be. Okay. Because I've never been to the East Coast before, ever. And so this was kind of my first time and I didn't know if the people were going to be different, if, you know, um, perspective was going to be totally different for me. But um, everyone was so nice and understanding and really welcoming that I really had a good time.
1: Cool. So why don't you talk about rehearsals there? Why don't you just give us a little overview of the summer overall? Like, okay, so you get there and immediately it's rehearsals. What what happens next and what's your what's the kind of long-term uh what's the big picture for cape harmony the standard summer for cape harmony
2: yeah so like i think we got there on a wednesday we started rehearsals on wednesday our first concert was that next tuesday and so we had to have um minimum like a 10 song set to fill about an hour of concert time and and, um that was really daunting at first but after like the first two days of rehearsal we're like no we got this (laughs) like let's do it it was so refreshing to musically, to just click so fast and to not have to yeah. punk notes all day. It was just everyone was so talented. It was really humbling to work with such talented people and to have such beautiful music being made so quickly. it was so it was so refreshing, it was nice. And um, so what we do is we have these weeklies, which is what we got, call them, and we basically have shows. At a designated place every day of the week. So, for example, like every, Tuesdays, we're in Hungary. Every in
1: day of the week?
2: From Tuesday to Friday, we have our official weekly shows. And then Saturday, Sunday, Mondays, we do private shows and other um, special wow.
3: uh, events
2: that, yeah. Wow.
3: wow so, wow, we wow. were
2: basically working seven days a week for sure. I don't think we got like a day off except for at the very beginning and at the very, very end of the summer. But uh, yeah, it was really busy and it was um, definitely know tiring at times on your voice and you know mentally but it was so worth it it was so much fun oh yeah so we yeah we have these weeklies and uh it's about an hour or so um per show Mm -hmm. and so like say tuesdays we're in Hyannis, wednesdays we're in like katua and so on then Mm -hmm. that happens every week and uh, that's usually in the evening in the uh, afternoon mornings we either have rehearsal we have rehearsal about five or six days a week Mm -hmm. and um then we do bucketing which is basically we walk around the street of the town that we're in so if we're in hyannis we're going to walk around the hyannis area Mm -hmm. and bucket which means we have a bucket um that we walk around with and we sing (laughs) on the street and just kind of
1: so like busking
2: yeah yeah street performers basically okay did you you advertise our show
1: did you get a lot of money usually
2: yeah we got a fair amount you know really depends on the day on the weather really so that was definitely like one of the ways we made money and then of course our shows and our private gig so we yeah tell, it was, tell it was a busy me more seller. about
1: the uh, tell me more about the shows and the private gigs. so i'm just trying to get a sense of everything you got weeklies all the rest is rehearsals and so what what else happened i'm I'm just so curious this is so cool
2: yeah so basically um if we're not at a weekly show we have private shows and we kind of traveled everywhere from like you know cape cod um bostonish area we even went as far as new jersey it was actually cape harmony's first um plane trip (laughs) wow that's (laughs) really cool cool yeah it was for this um this guy's surprise birthday party and it was probably the most amazing party (laughs) <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It was at this huge house and it had like three private bars, pool, it was on the water. There were probably oh about 400 gosh. people there and it was amazing. This like house was just built and it was probably the most customized house I've ever seen. It was incredible.
1: Wow. So you did a lot of weekly performances. Obviously, you had all these kind of private things. Did you have like a big, like final concert at the end of the summer. What any, what what were the other things that you did? Cause I just, this sounds so cool.
2: Yeah. So some of the special things we did is we had an alumni concert. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. It was so amazing. We just invite all the alumni that have ever been in Cape Harmony to come join us for a brunch in the morning and then a big concert at night. And what's really cool about that is all the groups like, say a group from 2013, you have like six girls that come back from 2013, like, they'll perform a song, and then next, the 2014 group will perform a song, oh, and okay. so on until you get up to our group. And it's just so cool to see how Cape Harmony has grown throughout the years and, you know, what traditions have stayed and what traditions have changed. It was just really humbling to see all the Cape Harmony ladies come back and just talk about their experience and comparing, um, you know, thoughts and our, our memories, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I'm curious, you're talking about alumni. When, how, how do you become an alumni? Cause you're not, you know, graduating from anywhere. Is there a certain age or is it just when you decide not to come back or like, how does, how does that work? What's the kind of process? Like, are you going to be coming back the next year?
2: You know, I haven't, one hundred percent decided, but I, I think I probably won't be able to come back next year. But mm-hmm. I, I mean that makes me an alumni. Like once you're in Cape Harmony, you're an alumni from there on. So as unless you decide to come back for the next year, which a lot of girls do, um, you can come back as an alumni and sing with them. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. And how big is the group, Lisa?
2: Um, it's ten girls. Ten girls, one house.
1: <laughs> that, right. And then. What was it like living in a house with everyone from your acapella group? I know that you didn't live with everyone from Underground Sound. I didn't live with everyone from Timberman. What what's that like living with an acapella group? Because honestly, before like Pitch Perfect, and I saw that they like the whole group lives together. I was like, what? Well, that's not a thing. But I guess that is not totally uncommon, especially on the East Coast. The idea of li- I mean, it makes sense for a summer group, but what's it like living with an acapella group?
2: Well, it definitely forces you to be close to each other.
1: <laughs> that, I mean, physically and emotionally. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Because you're just with each other 24-7, literally. Yeah. Like, there's no escaping it. Um, but there was never any sort of, like, tension or negative feeling, at least f- from my end.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I thought it was great because you just have a different vibe because you're so in tune with each other. Like, uh-huh. everything you're expressing and everything you're experiencing is the same. Yeah. And so that was a, such a different vibe. And I think it really showed in the music that we're so close. And like, I'm a firm believer in that you can't acapella music is so dependent on your like friendships and your bonds within the group. And it's not just about the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that for me was so great to see the difference in the music as well coming from just living together and being with each other all the time that's why i think group bonding is so important no matter like what group you're in
1: absolutely yeah what kind of of house was it was it just a townhouse in the area is it on a campus or like what's it what is it
2: yeah it was a townhouse in the area um it had about i want to say four bedrooms okay so four bedrooms 10 girls you can imagine
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah and then did you guys have a musical director like someone specifically in charge
2: we did we had one music director her name was natalie cordillo she's wonderful she's actually uh the music director for vocal point at university of delaware
1: okay yeah yeah
2: Yeah, and she was she was wonderful she was so great
1: so you have a musical director what's the like musical process like because you said you get there and you learn you're learning 10 songs did you have the music beforehand or did you get there and just go and what's you saying you're rehearsing just in your in your living room what's what's the rehearsal process like
2: yeah so almost all of our arrangements are in-house a couple were kind of you know connections and friends that Mm -hmm. arranged for us but most of them we had about three uh girls that arranged Mm-hmm. I was one of them. And we just kind of pumped out songs throughout the summer and uh, learned them. So I, I guess the learning process is kind of similar. We would just break off into our section, which mm-hmm. is probably, you know, like two people per section yeah. <laughs> when you have 10 girls and you would learn it. And then you come back about 10, 15 minutes later and it's pretty much like already done at that point. Yeah,
1: And that's after pretty
2: cool. that, you just kind of polish like, okay, let's do this here. And, um, you know, of course, um nitpicking and checking yeah. things but um something that I've never done before that we did is like some uh events and gigs that we get request a certain song on
3: Ooh.
2: a short notice and we and you know it's kind of hard to like pump an arrangement out in like 2 hours and you know just do it yeah so what we did is we would just make it up in rehearsal and just kind of see how it goes
1: okay Did you guys, like, sing along to a recording, or did you just kind of just go and hope it worked?
2: Uh, Well, of course, we would listen to the original and kind of, you know, go off of that. Uh But we would talk about what we heard, and the music director would kind of, you know, push us in whatever direction, kind of direct us and say... She was, you know, working her theory magic, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that was so cool. We were requested True Colors um, by... yeah, so. This was actually really, really cool. Um, there was a church that was um, just decided to kind of accept all, all people, like, of LGBT community. Uh-huh. And they're just, like, making that change, and they had an event for it, and they asked us to sing True Colors, mm-hmm. and uh, we listened to the version, and we just kind of saying what we heard and in about two hours like it was done and that was something that's really that cool i thought was impossible but i was like oh my gosh this is this is like really cool stuff <laughs>
1: yeah and then i'm wondering you know you're all living in this one house do you how, is there a room like specifically for practicing or like how do you how do you practice the music do you go off into the woods and sing to yourself <laughs> or like how's that work because that's you know a huge part of keeping an acapella group successful do you practice like for solo individual practice how did that work
2: i mean no since we're like practicing all the time and singing all the time we didn't really feel the need to like practice um, solo yeah yeah solos on our own if we would we just kind of like listen to MIDI's in our room or something like that but um for big group rehearsals we would do it in the living room which is like our main her main room that we hang out in and we just mm-hmm. have like a keyboard in there and, and just kinda sit around on the couches on the floor.
1: And, yeah. So uh, pretty much everything case. every the, this house was your main hub. Like everything went on there. Rehearsals, living, eating, all that stuff. It was just exactly. everything's there. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. that's just not something I think a lot of people are used to.
2: Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot when you think about it, you know? When yeah. you're in the middle of it, you're just like you know, going on adrenaline, you're like, all right, what's next? But you think back and you're like, wow, that was just such a unique experience.
1: So that's pretty much the standard summer for Cape Harmony. You got weeklies, you have these fun individual shows, and it sounds like it's a very intense process. So whenever you're not performing, you're most likely the rehearsing, right? Yeah, that's right. Did you ever have a chance or what was your like non acapella time did you ever have any non acapella time a chance to like just go hang out or sit around and you know just relax like i'm wondering or were there like activities you went and did that were specifically like non acapella or was it just acapella for three months straight
2: <laughs> no we had some some time off like you know a few and far between but Uh, we were pretty close to a beach as you know, if you're in Cape Cod, you're always close to a beach. (laughs) So a lot of times we would go to the beach or, you know, we would get food.
1: Okay. And then how many songs would you say you guys did over the summer?
2: Oh boy. Um, we started off with 10 right off the bat and I would say we probably did at least 10 more.
1: Okay. 20 songs. Wow. And how long were you there? The, like from when to when mid June or whatever, or is it late June? It was
2: it was actually June
1: 1st. Oh, okay.
2: And then we went until August, like mid to late August.
1: Okay. So, and then there's, isn't there, there's a, the tenor bass equivalent, uh, Hyannis Sound. Did you guys ever do gigs with them or did you have performances with other acapella groups in the area or other musical collaborations?
2: Yeah, yeah. So Hyannis Sound is um, really living close to us. So we got together with them a lot and we did about two joint shows together with them and that was so much fun it was incredible Mm -hmm. but it's so inspiring to see all the different styles and you know summer groups are unique because all you don't have to you don't have school you don't have work you're just doing that so you're always trying to come up with new things there's like innovative stuff going on it was just so fun to watch other groups and another group that was near um by cape cod is have you heard of martha's vineyard
1: i have not
2: Martha's Vineyard is an island and there's a an lot Oh, oh I thought you meant group. oh I
1: know oh I thought you meant the a group named Martha's Vineyard. Yes, I've heard oh. of <laughs> No, yes, I know what Martha's Vineyard is. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. So there's a so there's a group on the island called Vineyard Sound. Okay. And I think we had about at least one or two joint shows with them too, and it was so much fun. Oh, definitely tune. I remember now.
1: So what would you say like overall, what was the culture like? What was what was your feeling? I, I know it's kind of a vague question, but if you could kind of sum it up, the experiences you had in Cape Harmony, what would you say?
2: Well, I would say comparing it to collegiate, it's so different because, like I said, that's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to distract you. You have no excuses. <laughs> like you can't say I have homework and yeah. Um, so everyone's just the attitude is different. Like everyone's mm-hmm. so dedicated and ready to go. Like they put everything they've got into it. And there's so much energy and so much heart. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much emotion when you perform it's really inspiring like there was a song that we called Gita <laughs> it uh-huh. was called um, Glitter in the Air by Pink and that was a really emotional song for us and every time we sang it it was just a a new experience because mm-hmm. the vibe was different every time and everyone's emotions were different it was a really slow ballad and it was a really emotional song so I think that really hit home for us and it was just it's so fun singing songs like that with them.
1: Yeah. Did you think there was a great sense of uh, a good sense of sisterhood among the group?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I have never been in a sorority or anything like that. So this was kind of like my sorority experience, yeah. I would say. And it was just I was so blown away. I was, you know, a little nervous at first because, I mean, I've never done anything like that, just being surrounded by girls. But it was really, um, I don't know what the word is for it, but I I guess I was heart. Warming for sure.
1: Sounds heartwarming to me. I think that's the proper use of the term. (laughs) Um, So that's, I mean, that is a crazy different experience than I think a lot of people have. And I think it's really cool that you get to, you got to enjoy that. You might get to enjoy it in the future. And now you're part of this tradition. And it's, it's a really cool different manifestation of acapella that I'm not used to. That's why you're on the show because I'm so confused by it. (laughs) Um, But that's great, Lisa. I'm really glad you had that opportunity. We're going to take a quick little break here and we are actually going to listen to a tune by Cape Harmony. Lisa, do you want to tell us about this song?
2: Yeah, so this isn't really one you would normally play on the radio, but it's um, our tradition song. It's called Parting Glass. It's kind of an Irish folk song. Mm -hmm. Um, But we sang this at every concert and especially at our final concert we were literally singing it in tears it probably sounded so awful (laughs) but but we were all crying because we're so sad that the summer is over so it's a song that's really special to us and it's called the parting glass
1: awesome we're going to take a listen to that and we're going to be right back here on Tacapella.
4: all the money that 'er I spent I have spent
0: listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, your base for the lowdown on acapella. And
2: we're back with Tacapella.
1: Hello. So, Lisa, we've been talking about Cape Harmony and all the interesting, like, ins and outs of a group like that, and something you mentioned to me before was there's kind of a a business side to this whole kind of endeavor and I am so confused by that so please enlighten me because that sounds so interesting to me you know you would mentioned busking or you know going around with the bucket but it sounds like I think I understand like you guys are compensated and it's like a professional organization with like like salaries so please enlighten me because that sounds awesome
2: yeah I think like most acapella groups are you know used to being self-run uh-huh but this was unique because it's it's a self-run business and that that's something I've never really been a part okay. of and it was really enlightening to like see that business side of a cappella I've never really thought about it cuz when you're when you're doing collegiate a cappella you're doing gigs on campus and you get just you take what's offered to you yeah. you don't really have to go out of your way to like really advertise yourself and um, so as a business like you have to get your name out there yeah and, yeah, we're not as popular, I would say, like right now as in Sound, because they only because they've just been around longer. They're like, you know, over 20 years old, and oh, okay. we're like 10. Uh-huh. So we're just like getting our name out there. And um, one of the ways we did that is um, flyering, is what we called it. Okay. We would go around to different cities around the Cape and just put up our posters in, you know, windows and go to businesses and say, hey, like, would you mind? if we put up a poster in your, you know, establishment. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's, you're being your own advertisers because it's not as easy when it's just like, okay, well we're part of a campus community. So, uh, and obviously you have to do, um, advertising in a campus community, but like, you, uh, you know, you don't have one place. Okay. We just need to cover the Puget Sound area. You're like going around a whole area, a whole region to like, spread your message and spread your word and like, market yourselves not as just like a group but like as you have to act as an entity a business entity so that's that's fascinating what else what else can you tell us about that
2: yeah and like that's kind of why we do bucketing is to get our name out there like while we're singing we'll be like hello we are cape harmony we have a show down the street at seven thirty at the you know federated church of hyannis or you know uh-huh. whatever it is on that day but um so that's that's part of why we do bucketing, okay. is advertising, and then we also have, you know, our social media and our website, and you know, collegiate groups have that too. But I've never seen it used solely just for outreach. Okay. And like our our, you know, reason for doing social media media is like, you know, getting our name out there. And Actually, something that's really really cool is we did a song by Lake Street Dive.
1: I love them. Which song? Uh.
2: Y- use me up
1: (laughs) that oh yes it's and it's like oh it's all chromatic and stuff i love that song
2: yeah it's such a it's it's a great song so we did a little snippet of that posted it on instagram Mm -hmm. and the lead singer commented on it with like a bunch of hearts rachel um
1: rachel something or other oh my gosh that is so cool
2: so that was a moment i was like wow like what did she say holy crap she just she had a bunch of heart emojis and was like i love it (laughs) Oh, and we were like oh my, my God. gosh
1: i would i would die if rachel price said that to me like holy crap can i join cape harmony
2: <laughs> you could be our base <laughs>
1: oh my gosh that's so cool because you don't really hear about like I, you know timberman and uh my group mountain horns we, we're gonna like we've timberman has posted stuff we're gonna post stuff here but i've never had like anything like a group like someone from original group comment on and i think that says one about the level of music making you're doing because i don't think a like a professional music group would comment and like hey this is great if the recording's terrible um right. but also just about the fact of like your group culture and your like makeup and your entity in a sense of like you are not just a group you are a business you are you play a certain role and i think that's so cool that that kind of connectivity can happen in a group like cape harmony
2: yeah that was such a cool moment to be like wow like our music is getting out there and um there have been other moments like that too and it's just it's so cool to see that our outreach is working
1: that's awesome so uh, do you have a um like a business person in charge is or like is there like a foundation or like how how is it the business stuff run do you guys have to like fill out forms and like, you know, and you get paychecks. Like what's, give us the nitty gritty.
2: Right. So glad you asked. Actually, we have, um, a bunch of different roles designated to, you know, each girl and we mm-hmm. have, uh, the music director and then two business managers. We have a, a social media person. We have the person that's in charge of the website, uh person that's in charge of making the posters, you know, and so on. Yeah. And people who are in charge of, you know, marketing. And so everyone does something
3: mm-hmm.
2: and our business managers are, I have so much respect for them. They work their butts off all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they're basically like the booking agents. They get the word out there and you know, they're the ones being in contact with different people and events and getting gigs for us. And that's how we make money. So um, huge thanks to them. Cause you know, without yeah. them, like we can't, we can't do what we do.
1: That's really cool. So does every single member have their own, like, extra responsibility.
2: Yeah. So that's another thing. Like on top of, you know, rehearsals and singing and doing these concerts, you have to do your job. Okay. So you have to like take the time to like, if you're, if you're in charge of marketing, you have to um, get in contact with the people who will, you know, print the posters for us and um, be one of the people in charge for flyering. And um, just, there's so much that goes into running a business that I never understood.
1: Yeah. And I don't think any, I you know, I learned, and I'm sure you did too, I think we learned a lot on, like, how to kind of run a club and a group and kind of be a, a leader, in a sense, from our groups. and um, But running, like, you know, filling out W-9 forms or, like, you know, actual, like, right. business business stuff. Like, I've nothing like that. So I think, so, and I have, you know, there's a group here on campus um, at Colorado State, and they had... Um I think they were founded by like a business major or whatever in marketing he special specialized in marketing and like they the group has done really well for themselves because that like and they get pretty much all the best gigs because the marketing and the business stuff is something really ingrained in the group culture so I think that is so cool that your situation like gives you you get that responsibility and then what you can reap from it and What's how much cool stuff essentially you can get um so you said you guys were paid like what's like how does that work it's like okay we rehearsed are you paid for rehearsal hours are you just like like how does getting paid for acapella work basically i've never had the reason i don't know that is because i've never been paid for anything acapella i think i've made like okay maybe like 15 dollars over my entire acapella <laughs> career total um yeah. so like how what is that like being compensated what are you exactly being paid for is it like just the rehearsals do you have to pay rent in the house i'm just so curious about this kind of financial world that i have no experience with in regards to a cappella
2: yeah actually we do have to pay rent and we're only paid what cape harmony gets paid so like okay. if if we if you if only 5 people show up to our concert then we only get paid for that that money.
3: Okay. So we have
2: to and we have to split that, you know, 10, ten ways. 10 ways. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, like you know, rent was about like somewhere around like 1500 or something like that. And what's for what's that great house, is that yeah.
3: yeah.
2: And what's great about it is like because of all the hard work that our business managers put into it, we've been able to make back that rent and then some, you know, for ourselves. Yeah so that's been really awesome but um so basically if we go bucketing that's like on our time and we split the bucketing money 10 ways yeah but if we have like a concert then we split that 11 ways so like 10 ways for the girls and then cape harmony as a business gets a little cut of it
1: oh okay that's so that makes sense and does the business get like is it split equally 11 ways or does this business get a big chunk and then you guys split the rest uh, it's it's a even 11 ways yeah that's really cool that's let's say someone wants to go audition for those groups someone you know who maybe works all summer like i usually do i'm trying to figure out what i'm going to do this summer if i'm looking at doing uh like Hannah sound or you know someone a girl's looking at doing cape harmony the idea of like okay is this a financially responsible way to spend my summer in regards to like i'm actually making money because you know acapella people and you know this can extend to music as a whole we don't make a lot of money so it's i've honestly never heard of like a paid acapella group until i besides like professional ones until uh even though you guys are professional i've never heard of like a paid acapella group like for people our age for young adults that isn't like a year-round touring group essentially
2: Right, and that wasn't always the case. Like, this is the fact that we've been able to just do acapella and be paid and be able to live off that was just this past two years, actually. Oh, okay. Three years ago, the girls had to have second jobs in order to support their summer. And, you know, that's another beast in itself, I'm sure. Like, I've never had to do that, but I'm sure that was so busy (laughs) on top of... And it everything you kind
1: to do it kind of takes away the whole point it seems like is that the whole summer is acapella acapella cappella. so if you have to get a second job and take time away from that it i mean there's one there's something to be said for diversifying yeah. your activities but it's it kind of takes you out of the uh the continuum in a sense the the kind of bubble that you're kind of living in the whole time and the, the acapella bubble essentially
2: Exactly. And then in that way like you get to be able to have more performances and you get to have yep. more rehearsals so your music is better. And yeah, totally good all around. And
1: <laughs> you're not like tired from working like at a restaurant when you come to rehearsal. Your whole focus exactly. not even just like in terms of your time, but your focus is 100% on making a cappella music. And I think that's it's you know it's kind of like uh summer camp. You know, people t- it's I mean, I'm not saying yeah. your guys' thing is a camp, but you know when I when I'm at Boy Scout camp, or when I was when I was at Boy Scout camp, I'm not going to Boy Scout camp anymore. (laughs) Be a little weird. Uh, But you know, even though it was just for like a week, it'd be it totally take me out of that experience. If I like, okay, I go do my merit badges, I go do with my friends, I play card games, we do the go on hikes and whatever. And then I have to go like, even just for like four or five hours a day, go work at like a restaurant down the street. It's kind of like, and it's Mm -hmm. probably pretty hard for People who aren't from that area to find jobs. You're like, hey, I'm just here for like two and a half, three months, and I need to work for this. Obviously, seasonal hiring's great, but it's that's a really, I'm I'm really glad that you guys uh, are compensated because that's a really tricky um, thing to think a a tricky model to pursue and to create a financially stable acapella uh, group. So I commend you guys and I commend your business managers for creating something like that
2: yeah truly i it's so much work. I have so much respect for them. I don't think I could do it. It's because the thing with like music directors and other responsibilities you're just you're doing it throughout the summer, yeah, and that's what you're doing but business managers managers they do it all year round. they're like booking venues from like months and months in advance, like you know if if we want to do a weekly show, like you have to book that venue for the whole summer, yeah, so you have to do that really far in advance, and they're just you know working out all these gigs and working so hard, you know, during their school year cuz you know, most of the girls are actually college students.
1: Yeah, are they all mainly from are are most people from Cape Cod in that area?
2: Uh actually none of them are from Cape Cod, but oh, wow. all of them are pretty much from the New England area.
1: Okay. That makes that <laughs> makes sense. Cool. So, I think we're going to take one more little break here and we're going to listen to a fun tune. Lisa, you mentioned Uh, your group leaders from the University of Delaware do you want to tell tell us what song we're going to be listening to right now
2: yeah so this song was also featured on Boca 2016 it's Break Free originally by Ariana Grande and uh, our music director Natalie Cardillo is the director of this group as well and I got to arrange for them this year also so that was really exciting so this is their song Break Free
0: Listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org, Acaville, where every instrument is portable.
1: And we are back here on Tacapella. I'm John Lampas, and this week I am talking to my buddy Lisa Hawkins, the newest member of the Acaville team, but also one of my good friends who got the chance to sing with Cape Harmony and joined the group this past summer and we've been discussing that and it's pretty crazy awesome stuff so lisa we talked a lot about the culture of a group like cape harmony where you're all living together and you're all just like acapella the whole time but you know uh, cape harmony obviously takes place in cape cod um and i'm just kind of wondering what the sense was of the acapella culture on the east coast versus the west coast where kind of you started doing acapella i just love to hear about The difference between that, because I've never, I mean, I've been on the East Coast a few times, but I've never seen an East Coast a cappella performance. And even though Cape Harmony is, you know, a different kind of group than most East Coast university a cappella groups. I'm just curious what differences you saw in the makeup and the culture of these two of this kind of dichotomy between East and West.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest difference is like. Acapella is so big on the East Coast. Like, for example, in New York, there's the Vogel Company, which is, like, basically the, the big acapella company. Uh-huh. Which, you know, produces music, does music videos, and does all these um, special workshops, has the next-level programs. Oh, wow. You know, they do so much, and that's, like, so centered on the East Coast, and you know it's hard to access them or even know about them really if you're on the west coast yeah
1: we don't have like i mean i'm sure there are some but i don't think we really have many companies like cappella companies we have organizations over on the west coast like Mm -hmm. like acaville cami um and then there's you know casa chapters and stuff like that but we don't we don't have a like that kind of professional infrastructure in a sense it's like that like that do services. I mean, Occupy obviously provides a service by, you know, listening to music, but you know, we're not arranging for people. We're not doing stuff like that. That's so interesting that there's a kind of business financial uh, setup for that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. So I would say like the Vogel company is like the biggest example, cause they, they do everything, you know, okay. from arranging to videos and everything like that. And so I would say the East coast just has all these resources to be more innovative and they have all these competitions and festivals everywhere. They have SOJAN, they have BOSS, you know, all these competitions aside from ICCAs that groups can participate in. And, you know, the West Coast just doesn't have that, nor do they have the resources to like be innovative. So I think it just takes so much longer for all of that information to get to the West Coast. And then once it does, it's like, okay, but like we don't have the resources to do that or, you know, you have to be really creative um, yeah, I
1: would
2: so, agree with that. Yeah, like with something with underground sound. My collegiate group that we did is, you know, we did an original song and we did a music video. But we definitely had to, you know, brainstorm because we didn't just have these companies to, you yeah. know, come make these videos and do the, all these things. So, you know, we had to find, you know, a guy on campus who was willing to, you know, be our video guy. And then, you know, our someone in our group just happened to be a composer, so he composed a a cappella original for us. And, yeah. you know, that was really cool. And I feel really fortunate to have had those people around me, but for other groups, you know, that's really, really hard to do.
1: Yeah.
2: I absolutely agree. Yeah. So I think that I would say that's the biggest difference. And because all of that is so it's, it's thriving in the East coast, uh-huh. you know, the audience is also aware of acapella, whereas it's not so much on the West coast. Yeah. I'd agree. So I would say advertising acapella on the East coast is so much easier than you know the west coast because some people on the west coast still don't really know what acapella is they're still thinking yeah, like, they're, not as,
1: or... yeah they're not as attuned mm-hmm. to it the yeah that makes a lot of sense that the east coast i mean it's just it's just a cycle more acapella groups more audience more audience. you know more uh, more audience more uh demand for more acapella etc cetera, etc cetera. it seems like it's a it's a community that thrives on this on itself in a sense it keeps getting bigger and keeps growing i mean we just launched a new show here on Acapella called boston beats because uh, right. boston's so big for acapella mm-hmm. and you know that'd be awesome if we had something like that for let's say seattle or portland but that just that culture isn't there and i wonder if it's you know i've talked about this a little bit on past episodes but i'm wondering if it's just like an interest level or it's just something that hasn't made its way over here i mean one on the rocks kind of were pretty big when they were on the sing-off there was definitely a surge And stuff like lee and the sing-off kind of which affected the whole nation obviously that gave a little more boost to it over here but i i just don't know how we get that um kind of culture over here because it'd be awesome and i'm sure i would have started acapella much earlier had i kind of had a been exposed to at a younger age and had a taste for it essentially
2: my theory this is just a theory but Boston has all these, you know, music-oriented schools, like, you know, Berklee uh, College of Music that's so focused on contemporary music and jazz. And um, a lot of the schools on the West Coast are more classical still. Hmm. And we just, like, don't have that... Uh, I keep on saying the word innovative, but um, that new... You think new... The, uh,
1: the structure might not be as welcoming or the, the existing kind of systems... Uh, well, not, you know, against a cappella. You think over... In Boston, on the East Coast, they might be just more welcoming and more the systems and the uh, the schools might be more encouraging to a cappella groups.
2: Yeah, I think that's just such a, you know, artistically thriving community on top of everything else that it just made it easy for a cappella to take off there. Yeah. Whereas we don't have that sort of, you know, bustling music area, I would say. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there are some, like, Seattle, but I, I still think, you know, it's much bigger on the instrumental side more yeah. as opposed to vocal, you know? So, yeah, I think they just had an advantage there. And then, you know, of course, you know, there's just so much art and history going on there. Um, that Yeah, it's just, it's really thriving. And I'm, I'm hoping to, like, bring it more to the West Coast. A really yeah. good example, actually, is, like, we had an acapella festival here in Anchorage. The other... Oh, wow. We or just yeah, just last week, and I went. but it was so sad because like the main act was um, Blue Jupiter. If you've heard of them, they're no, a I famous uh, professional cappella group. Um, if you've seen Pitch Slapped, Diana Pricer, who was mm. one of the coaches, is um, one of the singers in the group. Okay, but they were incredible, and the groups that opened for them, they had to get them from the lower 48 because we don't have any acapella groups up here.
3: Oh yeah. And it
2: was just like, Oh no, there was like nothing. They had to bring up a group from BYU and they were great. But I was like, really? Like you couldn't find one here at all.
1: So, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's reality. And I had Amanda Tran on a previous episode and we were talking about, you know, she started Cami, uh, uh, which is, you know, another acapella institution, stuff like Occaville, stuff like, what we're doing, Lisa, you know, really trying to create groups and uh, feed the culture. Essentially, I think it's just I hope, hopefully, we will get there to a point where the we are, you know, just as or you know, at, equal to the East Coast, or just equal to their current level on, you know, interest in a cappella and the development of that culture and that like societal taste for it, in a sense. And I think it's just going to come through continuous individual, um, one continuous individual, like approaches and you know pro individual projects people having the guts to go out and create groups and create nonprofits and volunteer and stuff like that and hopefully and in addition to that these kind of bigger you know, institutions like i said like Cami, like arkville stuff like that that can use those individuals kind of on a wider scale and it's going to be hard i think mm-hmm. it's going to be long but i am hopeful that uh we will kind of help grow that and i think it's i definitely think it's possible
2: yeah i do too i just I'm so excited to see where the West Coast goes because it just has so much room to grow.
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. So that's just about all the time we have. But Lisa, I want to ask you, as we close out the hour, you spent a ton of time at Cape Harmony this summer. You spent three whole months. And, you know, that's an amazing experience, as you have pointed out and I've asked about. And I'm just wondering, what have you learned from... Uh, cape harmony going forward as an arranger as a musician as a singer as an acapella group member as an acapella group creator what's what are the things that you are taking from this experience that uh, you learned and that you're going to apply to your future acapella career
2: yeah well i think the biggest thing i learned is that you know business is so important like Mm -hmm. in collegiate groups like the music director is very much like the leader of the group Uh but for like our our group the business managers were the leaders of the group and the music uh, director was you know there for the music yeah and i think that just brought to my attention how important so much marketing and outreach and all that stuff is it's not just about being musically excellent you know and, and mm-hmm. i thought i thought that's that was really eye opening for me and i would like to definitely implement that <laughs> in my next group, hopefully don't yeah. have one right now, but
1: <laughs> you'll find one. Or you'll start one. I'm sure. Yeah. So great. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you, if people want to get a hold of you or find out, like ask you to arrange something for them or get, find out what Cape harmony is, give us plug everything you want. Tell us all the ways and the hashtags and the apps, give it to us.
2: All right. so if you want to reach me, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and you can find me at Lisa Hawkins or my email at lisayodahawkins at (laughs) (laughs) gmail.com. It's my middle name. Okay. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you can reach me there. I would love to arrange for your group. If you want to check out more about Cape Harmony and its members um, and what we do, check out www.capeharmony.org for more info.
1: (laughs) boom and then everyone if you want to get a hold of me just find me on twitter at john lampus and hit us up on the station's twitter at Occaville radio we're also on instagram and facebook we are definitely expanding right now looking for more volunteers lisa just joined us obviously and we want you guys to join us as well so if you have any interest in joining Occaville or you just want to suggest an uh, Talk a cappella topic, or you want to be on an episode, please feel free to reach out. So, everyone, that was another fun episode of Talk a with my buddy Lisa Hawkins talking about Cape Harmony. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week. And for everything a cappella, stay
0: tuned.
3: Good job, that her mama, loves Jesus Big and America too. And I'm a bad boy, cause Big I don't even shot. miss her. I'm a bad boy. i <laughs> <laughs>